0: mike is on by the way little legal stuff all views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely the views of michael hall none of these views reflect any of the views of any company or association that mr hall is affiliated with so don't try nothing shady and also there's a lot of explicit raw content in here so please be advised parental advisory enjoy the podcast
1: I just literally had ran upstairs real quick and was had my phone on the charger and came back five yeah. minutes later and saw you call.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. What's been going on with you, man?
1: No, man, I've been good, man. Just uh you know what I mean? I've been back and forth between Florida and Philly, doing some consulting down there, did some equipment installs in Jersey. And just, you know what I mean. Then I'm I'm working on something plotting on new opportunity right now, but just waiting. You know, what I mean, wait and see type thing.
0: Hold on, hold on. Fuck it. I meant to tell you the mic is on, so just make sure. Okay. You don't incriminate yourself. Uh, you can say whatever you want to say. I don't want you to. Oh yeah, yeah. No, don't no, don't no. treat it like a, a podcast. I'm just letting you know the mic is on. Just.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Hey. All right. So That's are like you? Sound, little, it sound the sound is a little uh, different than I'm used to hearing over the phone. It's right.
0: Yeah, it's a lot more clear because yeah. I'm talking into a four hundred dollar microphone.
1: Uh. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, that's it. It was, a, it was a good idea when I saw you posted that. It's like, I, I, uh, like me and my homies kind of feel the same way. Yeah. When we, when we talk about stuff. So it's cool that you, uh, that you put it together.
0: Yeah, man. You know, the yeah. once you start getting into real structured conversations, it loses authenticity. So, uh uh-huh. I was like, man, I ain't, Absolutely. Uh, first of all, I ain't got yeah. time to be writing down no questions, anyways.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, uh, Nah, it's just cool. Like, and and you a man of action. And it's like the feuds other brothers. that's always constantly moving. Like, doing something and supporting people. You know, always just got something going on that is moving things forward. It's cool to. I mean, I've been, I always watched from afar and I always respected it.
0: Oh man, I appreciate that. That's that's dope yeah. to hear. You know, you you do a lot of stuff and you wonder not who really pays attention because everybody got stalkers. You know how that is. Everybody uh-huh. got the lurkers, but. It's always good to hear people that you respect, knowing that they respect you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. It's always yeah, a good absolutely. thing. Yeah. Man.
0: So, what's popping, man? Where the hell do you live now? Like, I hear you saying you're going back and forth. Like, what's really yeah, going so on? I,
1: um, I stay with a friend of mine sometimes when I'm down in Florida or I get a hotel. Okay. And my my children are in Atlanta. And then my, my home is in Philly. So, it's kind of like I'm just um, back and forth. I left um, Atlanta. I left south florida i think like last year oh, um, I, I was working I, I did some work with holy mackerel um yeah i, remember know, I was that. working with i was working with Gulfstream, mm-hmm. um and then i was head over at barrel um up in boca for a while and um doing some consultant work with them and everything and then I, it got to a point where they just they they just said they couldn't afford me no more wow and so then that you know what i mean so then i just made additional moves and that's when i started floating around, coming back to Philly. Um, I did a, a glycol chiller install job at a, a new brewery in South Jersey called Bonesaw. Um, so that was like about a six- to eight-week project um, that we worked on. So I just kind of been, you know, making moves. And then I just got this new opportunity. It's a new um, brewery opening up in North Carolina. It's some, it's some brothers that's uh, former Blood, Crips, and Gangster Disciples wow and um they they're called true colors and um a gang member had got murdered a kid actually and um that like called some of the leaders in the city to action cuz they didn't even really realize this was going on in their city and so they they got together and um it's actually the founder of Untapped
0: okay yeah i know that yeah and
1: uh yeah the founder of Untapped and he got and, and got everybody together and um, they should be there opening a brewery early 2020. So we in, we in discussion right now that I'm I'm probably going to be running that project. So that's kind of what my main focus has been on, like these last couple of weeks.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're going to be opening up sometime. Like they want to, you know, they they just just got their building, um, and they want to be open. You know, probably like first quarter 2020. So the equipment is on order and you know we just been working on planning and stuff like that so
0: so you know so i got to so ask
1: you what made um,
0: you leave south florida bro
1: um
0: is it it, is, it did it get as bad as i thought it was and when we first met i told you what it's like down here
1: yeah it, it it okay um so i can't i i say that i noticed that when i got out i can't say that that was that it was a conscious decision got you to, but I did definitely notice it when I left. And then, you know, but it, it was one of those things where, like, it had started to become home. Mm-hmm. So also then it was like when I had to leave, Philly didn't really feel like home no more either. So it was kind of like started to feel like, well, I, where is my home? Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because it, it you, you move on from people and things. And then, like, you know, most of my close friends, are college friends, and none of them are still here. You know, we all went to Temple University, and you know, we still talk every day. But none of them are. Everybody's all around the country. You know, a couple in DC, Arkansas, LA. You know, Portland. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, always constantly floating and trying to make things happen. And it's like, but when I when I kind of reach the top at Funky Buddha, it kind of becomes the thing. Like, well, what's next? Mm. You know what I mean, like
0: yeah, because there ain't nobody bigger like, than I, them down here. So
1: yeah, exactly. And I'm not—I I wasn't like comfortable just like with the status quo. It's like, well, what's next? What what can I do next? You know, what can I do that's bigger, or what can I do that will uh, make me happy? You know, give me the same joy that I once had at Funky Buddha that was no longer there anymore. You know, as the corporate t- started to take over.
0: I was about to say, it seemed like it was a while ago or a while that you noticed the the change in the atmosphere. I mean, Ryan is still a dope person, but I think his brother was very much structuring that company to be sold before other people may have even noticed it. I, I, mean, and it, I mean, it's always somebody's intent to have a, a growth strategy or exit strategy, but I don't think they ever had a, a larger growth strategy versus his brother always was structuring that to be an exit.
1: Yeah, I mean... That's that's hundred percent true. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I Ryan was always the creative mind, right? And KC was already the operate, always the operations, you know, and and driving the, the bottom line mm-hmm. guy. Um, and I I I started to notice different things when they were started to have a conversation. Like gave the Brewers um, like a, a some dress code and said we couldn't wear our hats backwards. I'm like, whoa, that's what. I'm like, y'all, we got we got beers that's infected. And y'all sitting in the back room, like, you actually had a conversation about this? Like, y'all are sitting in the back room talking about whether or not the brewers <laughs> get where they have backwards? Like, that we got infected. We got a beer that got infected. Wow. And so I was just like, I, I was like, come on, man. Like, I can't, I, I just couldn't operate like that. That's just not how I was, uh, came up in the brewing industry. Like, you know, to care about things like that. It was always quality, cleanliness. And if you're not, that's all that matters.
0: All right, so you leave Florida. I didn't even know you had left. so now you're gone. So now I definitely don't have my number one brewmaster uh, (laughs) to make this shit. So actually, I got something to ask you from the conversations we've had. Why Uh do you think it's so difficult for black men to get something like this funded when it's just it's billions of dollars just sitting around
1: bro man I, that question like gives me goosebumps because I, like I wish I knew
0: like you I, I, like, I realize like I just, now that you're gone like in theory not trying to be funny by saying this but in theory yeah. not even in theory in, in all realistic terms you would have almost been my only competition if we didn't work together to be the true first black-owned brewery in Florida, right? And that's just Florida. Yeah. But it's almost like that in every other state. And still, nobody yeah. is marketing to hip-hop. I I, mean, I meant to tell you, and it's cool I get to tell you over, over the phone versus sending you a text. So uh-huh. because of the name of the show, Drink Champs, we uh, got lucky through uh, Chef Teach with House of Mac when we was doing Tech Beats and Bites at Wynwood Yard. Okay. Uh, DJ EFN. Now I heard Drink Champs. I don't know. Why, why do I know that name? That's right DJ EFN now. and Nori the podcast okay they're on title oh,
1: okay okay yeah okay. they're on title revolt oh,
0: and um mass that. appeal right exactly yeah so okay. DJ EFN is on there and he's talking about you know his his new passion for craft beer i think his wife had turned him on to it and you know he's drinking craft beer and everything so i just always had that in the back of my mind and
1: uh-huh. you know
0: with the conversations we had had almost what probably two and a half three years ago i was like yo yeah, it's yeah. still almost yeah. impossible for me to get funding People are selling out companies, but yet people still want to advance in garbage technology that's not moving and all these VCs. And I'm like, I just need about half a million dollars and I can make it pop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like,
1: I ain't even, you don't even need that much, like depending on scale. Like, right, right. You can start with 200. You know
0: what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was like, if I get half a million, I'm golden. You know what I'm saying? I, can just, yeah. I don't need 13 million to do no technology. I need half a million. I just need to be able to pay my employees enough to keep them happy and to keep them loyal. <laughs> Yeah. So, I'm remembering this conversation and I'm like, yo, you know what? He got a platform, he got the name, and the dude was cool as hell. He was just real laid back. One of those, you know, like when you meet a celebrity and you like, they don't act like a celebrity, they're just real cool uh-huh. people. So, I just yeah. hit him up and I put a pitch together and I was like, man, your show is named Drink Champs. Y'all got liquor and everything, but what y'all don't have is a beer. Y'all don't have a beer that represents the brand. I was like, so before, okay, before, you know, the hip hop culture really, really dives into craft beer which I think we got about 18 months before that happens because the other yeah, markets I mean, you, are drying you got up. The
1: nappy roots. You got the nappy roots pumping it now, too. Exactly.
0: That's what I'm saying. The market yeah. is the market for the 25 to 35-year-old white males, that market is drying up, so you know they got to yeah. diversify the market.
1: Uh-huh. So they, drinking, like, they drinking uh, White Claw now, Right, too. right. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: So I was like, before that market dries up, why don't you have your own beer? Instead of us p- promoting something else, why don't you join timeline, become a one third owner and just straight up partner. No, we trying to buy you, no straight up, like become a partner, give us your ideas, become a partner. And he said, yes, it worked out. So um, DJ EFN. So like the goal is now you will have the beer. If we don't have the beer on drink champs, we'll at least have a drink champ that has his own beer. Does that make sense?
1: Okay. And where, where do you think you're going to brew it at?
0: Bro, this, so this is the thing. That's why I actually was going to talk to you. I was going to talk to you business wise before the podcast. Uh huh. I just want everybody that digs the culture to make a collab beer with me cuz the, the this is how I see it. He has a he has an international platform. So to limit uh-huh. us to one space and we are I'm not trying to go through the distribution wars that me and you know about that happen down here. I just don't want to uh-huh. do that.
1: But I want yeah. people
0: to experience the flavors me and you talked about. I
1: don't have that kind cool. of clout.
0: But if I go in and say, "Hey, this man is reaching hundreds of thousands of people on a platform, you can fly him up here. He can do a a bottle release party or he can do a flavor release and he can be here when you drop that new flavor. He gonna attract yeah. the audience you ain't never touched before.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, indeed.
0: So yeah. my thing is we'll make enough money off of the collaborations, you know, splitting that pie, make enough money off of that, and then we open something up in Miami because that's where he's at. He's down here in Miami.
1: Yeah, I uh I mean I so you know um pickings, the cidery. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm. I, I know the owner, and he he hit me to the whole game on because he started that contract group. That's what what I'm, that's what I'm trying with,
0: to tell everybody, man.
1: Like with all my with all my connections, I got homies that have breweries that they not maxed out.
0: See, that's what so I'm saying. So
1: fermenter empty is not money, but if I say, "Yo, well, I could come to you with the raw materials and rent that fermenter," one one bottle release will buy you brick and mortar. The, like I did the math.
0: You see what I'm saying? You
1: know what I mean? Now imagine then we then get already, to do that in
0: like 13 different states.
1: Yeah, and that's why, and that's why, if you do it at somewhere like a barley malt, like they, they have multiple state distribution agreements already. So you, you, you're operating under their TTB. You don't even need your own TTB. You just need the LLC with the brand.
0: So I get to stay in with my true passion, which is marketing. You feel? I don't, mm-hmm. need, I don't need to learn the industry. I just pay you to consult. So they ask. So you think about it. They're like, "Oh, so how are you going to do this?" Well, Craig Smith is a part of our company. He's our he's our brewmaster. He'll fly to you and he'll tell you how to make it. Well, you don't mm-hmm. want to come? No, that's not what I do.
1: I yeah, gave him and then the I'm flavor, the, and then I'm the liaison. But I'm 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 making your product happen exactly the way that you want it. And you know what I mean. And we just we just really in the space. And then we you got the third guy that you know is helping with the funding
0: all i need is i will see the thing is i got the money i'll pay for that i know how much that cost yeah
1: i can yeah. pay for that
0: because i know i'm gonna make it back yeah so hey dj EFN, do you got time it's gonna be me you and dante and craig we all gonna get on a plane we're gonna fly to this city you might dj a little bit but you're gonna talk we're gonna have a little podcast live right there talk yeah, about how little, we came up with this party
1: country. that's
0: it Sign a couple it of it
1: on the podcast. Sign
0: a couple of bottles. Sign a couple of shirts. Get the merchandise together because he got his yep. whole thing with drink champs. He has uh smoke champs. You know he they got everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you throw know they throw so that drink champs logo on the on on um, label. So throw the timeline logo on the label, bro. You know what I mean? See what I'm going. It's a done deal.
0: Exactly. So yeah, man that's where I'm at right now and then the goal yeah, would be well we, could,
1: we, we could finish that conversation off, the, off, off, off air see that's but what that, I tell people
0: that, sometimes it gets so deep people like yeah yeah we can't talk about that yeah. live
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you're on the phone you forget you know you're doing it like this you forget that wait everybody gonna end up hearing this <laughs> You know, I'm surprised I ain't said no
0: sound language yet. <laughs> trying, to, trying to keep it PG. Oh, no, you don't have to keep it PG, man. That's yeah. why I, the, the show is called <laughs> Fuck It, This Mic Is On. I mean, my whole oh, thing. all
1: right, all right. Okay, that's
0: dope. My whole thing was to keep the keep it as authentic as possible because I, people yeah, like, man. I wanted somebody to be like, oh, you know, we really like that. We would pick it up if you didn't cuss so much. Well, fuck you. I don't want you to pick it up. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't get on the phone to do this. But it. it's
1: called, right. so you know what it is.
0: I didn't do this to make money. I did this to give my friends an opportunity for, for one, I just wanted people to know, yo, I got dope friends. Like this is why I stay encouraged. Cause I got people around me that's doing way Mm -hmm. more than I could ever do. But that's who you, Mm -hmm. that's where you get your inspiration. Cause you know, it kind of goes into that psychology of who do you, the people, the five people you spend the most time with will influence you and encourage you. Well, I don't really spend my most time with the five people that encourage me the most. I yeah. watch people, about thirty something people, and I'm like, "Yo, what they doing? What's happening?" Yeah, man. In the That's why I tell
1: my homie, I'm like, "Yo, man, y'all, y'all, don't even know, y'all, batteries in my back." Like, even when i when I'm, when we not talking every day or something, I see y'all, y'all just, I, I couldn't, I just got to keep going. Yeah, you can find you know the inspiration.
0: I mean? Like, oh damn, they made that happen. Well, I, I I'm, yeah. I'm slipping. Let me get up and go do something.
1: Uh huh. Exactly. You know? So, it is,
0: so you're traveling. I definitely thought I thought you were gonna stay with Gulfstream. I thought you were set there. What happened?
1: That man, it it, it really I blame that on the city of Fort Lauderdale, man.
0: Oh, uh, that's that's because definitely
1: believable. It took like two years, you know, for them to get open. And it was as the, the time just went on, they were paying me, but then they just started they they started squeezing me more and more because it was nowhere. That pressure was on them, and there was nowhere for them to put it but on me. Mm. Even though I was keeping the brand relevant, I mean, nobody wouldn't even have known what Gulfstream was if it wasn't for me.
0: No, because you're in the industry, and everybody. Knows I had you.
1: them in the. I had them in. I had them at beer festivals. I had the only when we did the Irma collab. It was the only brewery that was in that collaboration that wasn't even operational. It wasn't even open, and we was on the Irma collab because I was friends with Chris from Green Bench, who mm. put the whole thing together. And he hit me up and, and included me. So I, I was able to do things like that for them, but then just they couldn't get open. And they're paying me, you know, the one owner was a dentist. He he basically just he was just paying me out of his pocket mm. the whole time. And they they're paying rent and we had no revenue.
0: See, I know that squeeze, I mean, because our food hall, our like we we had to put together two different business uh, two different blueprints. Because our food hall, where we're going to have the four micro restaurants and a food truck, they okay. was like, oh, won't y'all go ahead and just submit with the um, the brewery in there? We were just going to do a little small five-barrel system just to have everything right there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And yeah. I was like, nah, don't do that. It was like, why? I was like, because if you try to get that approved, we're going to have it's to come up with more I'm money old. up front, and it's going to it's gonna take an extra year and a half.
1: Yeah. That's I was like set up a whole different set of chain of events. Yeah, I was like, like, I'd rather get beer. it open
0: and go back to it and submit another plan, but at least we still making money. It's taking them a year. We've been in this process for seven months just to get blueprints approved for four micro restaurants in Miami. Wow. And I'm like That don't sound
1: like it should be that difficult. That sound like you just get a business license and
0: Bro. Atlanta, you know I mean? Atlanta would have gave me buildings and money by now. It's it's so hard yeah. to stay here sometimes. That's why it's like when I saw your number, I was like, Oh, Craig left. This ain't this ain't yeah, the man. normal number. He he bounced on us. He's out. Yeah. But you sound just like my homeboy Sebastian I was just talking to, man. Y'all both of y'all sound happy though. You can hear the difference in your voice.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I'm extra happy right now too, because I got my kids up here for three weeks for That's Christmas. What's up. So yeah, they just came up from Atlanta, got them yesterday. So they my little son, six years old, he won't leave my side. My daughter getting into the teenage years, she got, like, she could care less if I was here or not, but, you know, <laughs> I'm still, still happy to see her. I
0: was about to say, she still loves me, mean? though. That's just a part of the game.
1: I embarrassed her. She's going FaceTime with her friends. I run up in the back, embarrassing her, and she's telling me, Dad, get up, you know, leaving the room. So it's cool, man, you know. But, yeah, man, it, I just, I'm just making moves, man, and, and I'm really excited about this True Colors thing. Um, that what they're doing, cause man, they like their whole program. Like they put the the employees through financial literacy. They oh, do yoga. Wow. You got a, a whole workout program. Like they do like a little boot camp before you even start, you know. And then eventually they want to open up a lot of these things to the community too. And it's it's going to be in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina.
0: You know so, who that that flavor of what you're saying? Who that reminds me of? That reminds me of the guys from uh, Slim and Huskies, the pizza shop. They kind of have for that. Mentality. So Slim and Huskies, they started off in Tennessee. Um, okay, I think two of the players were football players from the University of Tennessee. Okay, and so it's a pizza shop. If you kind of think of like and pizza or, you know, the ones where you come in, the pizza size is about fourteen inches. It's like the elongated pizza, and you can put whatever toppings you want on it.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a
0: shop like that, but it, it has the it has the culture to it. Uh, real okay. dope spot. But they just they do a lot of stuff with the community. I think they got two in Tennessee, and they've already put like three of them in Atlanta, um, just killing it. So you they should you should probably link them together, the um, uh True Colors and Slim and Huskies, and see if they can work out some kind. Because I think it it, they have a little bit of a different law, but Atlanta, there's no reason why Atlanta shouldn't have a black owned brewery. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think where the Nappy Roots putting theirs at. I have no idea. Okay. Because I want to say it might be in Georgia. But, you, but
0: Atlanta needs about four of them. They got the culture for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Atlanta is different. It's, it's weird. Just it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I could deal with Florida not being a walkable city, but I feel like Atlanta should be more like walkable. But because I, I don't like driving. Nah, you definitely so drive in Atlanta. That's I do love about Philly.
0: Yeah. Getting and yeah. walking the streets
1: yeah walk in hop on a you know public transit get anywhere you need you know what i mean i ain't even got to use uber here i have three dollars from the suburbs to downtown
0: yeah that's one of the things i loved about philly man just clearing your head and walking the streets with that that it's a it's a dope vibe
1: then the architecture you know it's just an older city you know what i mean we got toilet seats older than buildings in port lauderdale (laughs) true you know what true. I mean <laughs> true
0: so, so you see this all this stuff is kind of I don't want to say falling apart you see that you about to have to make this transition so when the transition came was it easy I mean I know you said you didn't really have a home but
1: no nah, it was no nah, man it, it was painful and turmoil and, mm. and, and you know what I mean it ain't it wasn't easy you know I've over the last what four years you know I went through a divorce Ugh. you know I had all this different stuff happening so it was Sometimes I look at it, and I'm, I'm surprised I'm even still doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like you almost just wake up every day, and it's just a new day. You. And you just, you know what I mean, like you just push it. That's, some days you don't push it, some days you do, but I'm still here. That's how I look at it, you know what I mean? And I know that the, the way that I went about my life, like everything that I've earned, nobody can take it away from me. So I know it's not going nowhere. Right. You just sometimes you lose it for a minute and you just figure out how to get it back. You know what I mean? Fall down, what did they say? Fall down nine times, get up ten.
0: Yeah. That's so, that's real. So, that's I mean, just, with Gulfstream, are they still surviving? Is it even operational?
1: Yeah, yeah. They're open. They've been open. I guess they opened in September of eighteen.
0: Well, you so know, when little... I heard two of the places that let you go or that you walked away from, whichever way we want to describe it, when uh-huh. I when I saw that culture shift, me and Dante pretty much quit going to that side of town. Yeah. It just, it, it didn't, like you said, it just stopped feeling real. I, like, a lot of places just felt like people didn't really care about the beer. They were just yeah. coming there to take pictures of the flights and go
1: home. Yeah, yo, I you know what spot I did? Like, their beer could use some work, but I love the vibe. I went to um, the last time I was gonna Beat Culture, I want to say, it's in Miami. Oh, and they play like a lot of like '90s hip hop, and like it's right right next to a hotel. I was I don't even know how they got a spot like that. It's, I mean, it's they basically got a built-in clientele just because it's literally attached to a hotel.
0: So this is what this is the part that always confuses me when you think about cultural appropriation and just paying attention to your surroundings. I don't understand how most of these spots can thrive off of 90s, early 2000 hip hop and not realize that African-Americans could be a dope demographic for craft beer.
1: Yeah, they I mean, they just <laughs> I, I think they just don't care, man. That's the, how, you know like, what? That's it, really what it interview. is.
0: They They're making enough about, money; they about, just don't about, give
1: a damn. Um, I did an interview about diversity, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and the Brewers Association and everything, and and just it comes down to yo, people put time and focus on things that they care about. That's real. And the reason that there's no diversity is because they don't really care. They, I mean, they rather you see breweries close. These breweries rather will close down literally like have to shut their doors because they don't want to expand their customer base mm. like what i mean it's literally closing down because mm. i mean breweries are always generally a lot of times in industrial neighborhoods and who's living in those neighborhoods minorities right so they right that, around the corner
0: Play the right music, go over there and talk to them, make them feel welcome. They might be hanging out at your spot just in front of a liquor store chilling.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it's not like they're the not drinking. They're
1: going to the gas station that's right across the street right. and buying some macro beer.
0: And the gas station is live. <laughs> they sitting out there with their doors open listening to music in the gas station. You could be playing <laughs> that same music and have them in there and get you a rib man to come through and you got a whole situation right now.
1: Yeah. that They don't. It, it, it's really that simple. They don't care. I mean, you. they I mean, they might say they, they do, but nah, they I, don't, don't. I don't believe it.
0: You know, I, it's I one of those things, it. if you're looking for an answer in life, sometimes the shortest, simplest, most raw answer is the truth. Yeah. They won't <laughs> care until they see me and you pull this off with DJ EFN and me, mm-hmm. you and Dante and DJ EFN celebrating that we just sold our brand to some large company. That's when they'll care. Mm-hmm. They won't care till then end. And then even then, they might not care.
1: Yeah. I I mean sometimes it's just I, I feel invisible with the whole shit, honestly.
0: That's very raw, dog.
1: I got credentials. Bro I bro, I'm I'm saying if I had daddy's money
0: You would we wouldn't be having this conversation. You would have been inviting no. me up to make something happen.
1: <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? I see I see subpar brewers get chance after chance after chance. I got a world beer cup. I took a brewery from 15,000 to 45,000 barrels.
0: You've worked at three of the biggest breweries in Florida as a I head. I
1: commissioned a, a bottling line. The first bottles of Floridian and Hopgun that Florida ever saw, I sent them off the line. In yep. every other industry, that counts for something.
0: Yeah, I mean, because with what you're saying, it becomes impossible to, and to me, it becomes impossible to make this not about race. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, oh, it is, it's 100% about race.
0: It, okay, so this is a part that bothers about me. Correct. I didn't get to talk. I haven't talked to you since I made that trip. But when I was there, uh, I thought about you. I went to uh, Malawi, right? And okay. over there, you know, the beer is white because they brew their beer from rice because rice is plentiful. But then I found okay. out the the roots are brewing beer. You know, you used to get beer in Africa to the kings and everything, it was like a greeting thing. It was something you gave when uh, you came to them. And there. it
1: was using sorghum and yes. rice and yeah.
0: And I'm like, so this tradition started in Africa with black people. You got a black man that's one of the best to do it in your three counties. But yet he's one of the most under-talked about brewmasters. And y'all expect me to think that y'all really <laughs> accept me? Yeah. And it's hard.
1: Yeah, It's hard. I got
0: like four people that's like, oh, we'll do a collaboration. And I know it's because of the partner we have. I know it's not because of me. It's not because of my marketing skills.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I know it's because of the partner we have. But it's like y'all not even seeing the fact that he's he's Latino too. Like, So we got a killer crossover. We got something y'all ain't even thinking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But they don't, like you said, they don't care. And it's like you can't get me to think that y'all not racist. You can't get me to think that when I step in there, and I tell you, oh, I'm about to eat this, so I'm gonna order this kind of beer. And if you can't bring out two of them, because I need, oh, wait, how do you know so much about beer? Am I not supposed to know about beer?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't even say nothing because I don't, sometimes I just want to go out. You know, <laughs> and One just spot have a good spot time. I did go to that, um, like, seemed like they got it right, and it might just be because it was um, Art Basel. But Vesa Sir the and Wimbledon, like, they had a real good.
0: No, those are some good dudes. Those are those, but see, a, those are genuinely good guys, though. Yeah, I met them. They, I,
1: I really enjoyed my time there.
0: The two owners. And my
1: boy, my buddy is the head brewer there. He his family actually owned a brewery in Philly called okay. Red Bell. His name's Stephen Bell. Oh, I met the him. Brewer there. Yeah, I met yeah. him.
0: I he, met him when they yeah, was first family, opening.
1: His, yeah, yeah. So his family opened a brewery in Philly. They start. I mean, this it, is closed now, but this is like twenty years ago. And one of my mentors worked for that brewer. Mm. So I knew Stephen when he was working at Concrete Beach. Okay. And that's where it, and then he left there and went over to Baja Surf. But I really I really enjoyed. I felt like they got it right. Yeah, like, Baja Surf, but
0: you know what, I'll tell you when we was like going through our initial plans, and trying to figure out what we do, they were the only people in Miami that scheduled a 2-hour meeting, broke us into different categories, a marketing side and the operational side. And set yeah, y'all out? Every, Yes, just to walk through everything of how we should do it and do it the right way. Wow, he told us about yeah, the investments that's, he that's had love. from South. I think it was South America. The investments they had because they already uh-huh. came in with the big boys behind them. They was already. Uh, there.
1: I, I met. I met the guy in Colorado, and he was from uh, Colombia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is when the place was going to be called Spanglish.
0: Mm. That would have been
1: bad. And they ended up. <laughs> they ended up changing the name.
0: Smart by them, to, that would have been horrible. To,
1: yeah. Yeah, they was supposed it was supposed to be called Spanglish, and then they changed the name to uh Sur. But and then I like how they did the, the whole Brazilian poor thing. Like I I just it it didn't feel gimmicky. No. Even though they were pushing the boundaries. It felt authentic.
0: I mean, I guess you come to that part. Good people can make great things.
1: Yeah. This is just a difference in when, when you feel like something is put on, and when something it like put just pushing a boundary just because, or when it's like authentic. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like they, you know, even though it's a, and people might laugh at this because it's uh, owned by Anheuser Busch.
0: Yeah, that's why I know, said it was beer good beer. But they, like, you know what I mean? they got the money because they knew they were yep. going to be dope. I think that's why they yep. got funded. It was like, why wait to be a part of them when we already know they're going to be amazing?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody saw a need and filled it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so yeah, man, that's what—that's really what's been going on, man. Well, about to get it in this Eagles and Cowboys game. Yeah, you know I was about I mean? to
0: say that's why I, <laughs> I, I appreciate you. That's why I was like, Yeah, it'll be before five because I know you'll be getting oh, into something right, else. Right. So,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but man, I'm not gonna keep you, but you know, we got to finish that other part of the conversation though. Um, yeah, absolutely, that's definitely man. an early January thing. I want you to enjoy your family, so it won't happen till January, but. I just okay. need, I, I want five locations, Kurt. That's, I'm going to send you because um the bottle designs, I'm about to start doing watercolor again because I don't know if you know, but I'm a visual artist. That's where my true life okay. comes from. Um, okay. I'm going to do like the bottle designs, almost like the black exploitation posters from back in the day.
1: Oh, that's going to be dope. Okay.
0: So I'm actually painting some of them and we, uh, we're uh we sticking with the timeline thing, but we're taking timeline a little further. So the beers are just a year's name. The beers okay. have no name to them. Is so the first one is uh, a nineteen fifty nine a blueberry ale because that was the year Miles Davis came out with Kind of Blue. Okay, so it's like cool. it's still we got to
1: do some cross some cross motion, and I get uh, once you talk to my homie Chad, the screenwriter, yeah, you know, get, yeah, get, get 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 some product placement in one of them in one of the movies. That you know
0: what you man? Know what I mean? you, you you steal the blessing in the but you know what man out of, out of all that though. I'm happy mm-hmm. that you're happy again because that means the beer yeah, you make going to taste better all over again.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I'm happy
0: you're with your kids. I'm sorry for everything. I know I know the family thing and the turmoil with that, man. I had yeah. a lot of stuff, and I'm dealing with some stuff medically that's a whole new adjustment to my life. But uh, uh-huh. I'm glad you're making it through, bro. I'm glad you're happy. Again.
1: Yeah, man. I appreciate that, man definitely good talking man you too man i can't, Enjoy wait, your to, can't wait to play the podcast back and hear what everybody else got to
0: say. You know? hey man you can't wait to hear when we play this back four years from now I'll be like man remember when we wasn't on our yachts and we was having this conversation <laughs>
1: yeah man that'll be that's 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 another good thing about you know recording stuff man right sometimes <laughs> you get to look back at it and see how far you made it absolutely
0: well man i appreciate yeah. you brother keep moving forward I'm i'm happy you're happy in philly next time i'm up there i have to reach out to you man
1: Absolutely, bro. I'll right, talk man. to
0: you peace. soon, man. Yo. Alright, y'all, fuck it. I'm about to turn this mic off. That was Craig Smith, uh, one of our initial brewmasters we talked to and came up with the timeline concept, but let's see where that one goes. Alright, then. Peace.